Yeah, because you know he's always on point, man. What time is it? Oh, uh, one minute. One minute. Where's Bama, Reggie, Anthony? Where's the rest of the game? They must. They must think that it's the game. It's still MLK Day. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? That's what they think. Oh. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, I love it. MLK Day. They still think it's that. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Raphael. Yes, sir. I got you. Let me see. Let me go ahead and share now. We're live. Uh, we are live. I'm trying to. Okay. Okay, we're, we're live, and uh, Dr. Thornton is, uh, is 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 coming on. It don't matter, you know. We got the four, you know, the four amigos, so we you know we're good to go. Okay. We're good to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look at there. Look at there. So he's there. You. The effervescent one himself. He's there. He is there. Look, look, look at the background. Look at the background. He says, we can hear you well. Yes. All right. Hello, Brother Daryl Thornton. Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Outstanding, outstanding men of God. Welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call. We're so excited. We get this opportunity every Tuesday and Thursday morning to go before God in prayer and also God has blessed us over the six years we've been doing the National Men's Prayer Call uh, to have someone to come on and pour into our lives. And it's just been outstanding uh, for this year opportunity that God has blessed this platform with. And also this morning, we have a gentleman that's going to be pouring into us this morning. He's not a stranger, uh, but I just would like to say that he is just an outstanding, outstanding uh, man of God, uh, just a great orator. And I'm just excited that we're going to have him on this morning, pouring into us this morning. And I know he's prepared and he's ready to come out the bullpen. Uh, so I'm going to move forward. Uh, I would just like to ask you, men of God, to make sure you share this on our Facebook page. We are on Facebook Live. So we the opportunity for other men and uh, whoever else would like to join us. We welcome you uh, on this call here today. I'm sure it would definitely be a blessing to you. But we just ask that you just reach out to someone and share with them as well. Uh, the National Men's Prayer Call, we reach all, all around the world. We have a group that joins us from uh, Nigeria, group of uh, group of men joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday morning, as well as we have a gentleman that joins us from uh, Vietnam. Uh, it's just outstanding uh, that we reach out uh, to men around the world and just to pour into their lives as well as they pour into us and support our, the National Men's Prayer Call. I'd just like to thank uh, Dr. Uh, Kenneth Green for this here the platform that he set for us here on this uh, National Men's Prayer Call over six years ago. He uh, got it poured into him and his spirit to, to start this year. So that's where we are. So we just ask that you just continue to lift him up, that he gets stronger and stronger each and every day. Uh, this is just an outstanding, uh, brilliant man of God. So we just ask that you just cover him. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you uh, for Dr. Kenneth Green and his family. And also just pray for our own Brother Benny Franklin as well as he traveled all the time and just ask that you just cover him and his family as well. So with that being said, uh, men of God, uh, we want to welcome you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move forward. I'm going to open us up in prayer so I can get this gentleman out because uh, I know God has laid something on his heart that he would like to share uh, share with us here this morning. So uh, let's go before God here in prayer. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. We come to you this morning once again, Lord, to say thank you. We want to say thank you because this day, uh, January the 21st, 2020, uh, this day wasn't promised, uh, but you made it possible. So we want to 
say thank you for this day, Lord. Oh, God, we honor you. We praise and magnify your holy name um, because your name is above all names. And the Bible says that that, that that name, oh, God, that that name, that every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. Uh, so we're going to confess this morning that you're Lord, Father. We thank you for that, Lord. Oh, God, we honor you this morning. And Father, I thank you right now for each and every man that's represented on the call this morning. Obviously, could be doing other things, but they chose to get on this call for one purpose, and that's just to hear a word from you. So we thank you right now, and you would just pour into their spirit, man. Oh, God, we thank you for that. And we bind any distraction. We bind any attack uh, that the enemy may try to lurk up. But we know the devil is alive and Jesus is the Messiah. So we thank you for that. Oh, God, we thank you for that. And, Lord, we just give you all the praise and every this morning, Lord, that every need is met according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There's no lack. There's no want. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to just keep, keep our eyes and focused on you, Lord, because we know where our help comes from. And Lord, the Bible says that you were Jehovah Jireh, that you are our provider. The Bible speaks on you as being Jehovah Rapha, the God that healeth thee. So we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for, oh God, we just, we just thank you this morning for the, each and every opportunity, Lord, that you bring before us each and every day. The Bible speaks on that your blessings are new every morning, God, and we thank you for that. Oh, God, we just thank you this morning for new blessings, Lord. And Father, I thank you right now. Also, for Father, for allowing, <clears throat> excuse me, for allowing us to be on one accord, Lord. The Bible says that a house can't stand if it's divided and, and two cannot be together, except they agree on the word, agree on the word of God. And we thank you for that, for our helpmate, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for them. And Father, we just pray right now, Father, for our offspring that you bless us with. We ask that you just watch over them. Father, just hedge, hedge protection around them as they go out to school this morning, Lord. We thank you for each and every campus worldwide. Lord, we just, we just thank you for watching them, blessing them, Lord. And for those that are faculty, uh, the teachers, and, and Lord, just thank you for them, Lord. We just ask that you pour back into them what they're pouring into all you. And Lord, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you this morning. And Lord, we thank you for the president of the United States, Lord. We, and the Bible speaks, says that we should honor those that's in uh, leadership positions, Lord. So we, we're going to be obedient to your word. And we thank you for the president. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, for those that are in cabinet positions. Lord, we just ask right now that you should do the things that are right in your eyesight, Lord. Oh, God, we thank you for that. And Lord, we just thank you right now, Father, continue to lift up uh, uh, Sister Priscilla Shriver, Lord. We thank you, complete healing in her body, Lord. Oh, God, we just give you all the praise this morning for that. And Father, for those else that may be suffering any type of illness, any sickness, Lord, we, we, we thank you for healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you right now for this day, once again, in Jesus' name, amen. Go right ahead, Brother Johnny Mack. Well, good morning, good morning, brothers. Again, it's always a pleasure to, to hear that brother pray because, you know, prayer, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This morning, we're, we're honored uh, as we're moving along with our uh, January focus uh, on the 15 invaluable laws of growth. You know, uh, growing old is inevitable, but, but growing, growing in Christ, growing up, maturing is, is intentional. And so this, this month we're talking about those intentional and valuable laws of growth. 
that are that have been uh, written by Dr. John Maxwell. And um, as we go forward uh, this morning, we are honored to have um, another great, great uh, uh, speaker. This gentleman is uh, he's uh, he's, uh, he's got he's had several careers and uh, he's done well in federal law enforcement. Um, he currently um, is a church administrator and he's a published author. I could go on and on and on. When you respect, admire, like, and and just are, just are, are influenced and impacted by someone, then you, you have no problem listening and learning. So this morning, let's listen and learn as our own Daryl Thornton presents two more of the invaluable laws of growth. Good morning, brothers. Good morning, brothers. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. I'm, I'm excited this morning, brothers. Uh, Reginald, I am so excited to just meet you and say good morning. Also, Sederic, Pastor Sederic, good morning to you all. I am excited about these two laws that I'm presenting this morning. I'm not going to do a whole lot of run a runway. I'm just going to jump on, on the plane and get off the ground. I'm covering two laws. One, the law of the ladder, and the other is the law of the rubber band. And two of these are my, my favorite books as we talk about uh, John Maxwell's 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Uh, the law of the latter says character growth determines the height of your personal growth. Character growth determines the height of your personal growth. We're talking about this issue of character. It was Doug Fireball who said, achievement to most people is something you do. To the high achiever is something you are. Let me say that again. Achievement to most people is something you do. To the high achiever, it is something you are. A winner. A winner is a winner no matter where you put them. I think about when you talk about winners, Deion Sanders, one of my favorite football players of all time, or Richard Sherman, or Shaquille O'Neal, or I'd even throw LeBron in that mix. No matter where you put them, what team you put them on, they're winners. That's who they are. Webster defines a ladder as a structure for climbing up and down that consists essentially of two long side pieces joined at intervals by cross pieces which one may step. Number two, a series of usually ascending steps or stages to scale. And that's what I'll talk about today is I'll talk about scaling. By definition, a ladder's purpose is to help you get higher or go higher and reach farther than you can without it. By definition, a ladder's purpose is to help you go higher and reach farther than you can without it. Finish this statement for me. Climbing the corporate ladder. You're absolutely right. Many of us have seen this or know someone who's climbed the ladder, scaled the wall themselves, or reached the top by climbing. Now, let me give you an early warning. Many of us, and I include myself in that, have climbed the corporate ladder only to find out that the ladder was leaning against the wrong building. The ladder was leaning against the wrong. We working too hard for something that we really weren't uh, committed to. Maxwell says in the law ladder, in the law of the ladder, it speaks to this issue of character. So let's talk about character a little bit. There's a Chinese proverb that says, be careful of your thoughts, for your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words, for your words become your actions. Be careful of your actions, for your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits, for your habits become, you got it, your character. Be careful of your character, for your character becomes your destiny, who you are. Character is grown over time. I just mentioned it in the Chinese proverb, thoughts, words, actions, habits over time develops your character. See, character is developed 
not in a microwave, but I would say more uh, like a crock pot. It just takes its time. And the longer you go, the better it gets. Let's talk a little bit about the value of character. Uh, professors James Cousins and Barry Posner co-authored a book called The Leadership Challenge. And many of us that are in the executive or corporate world understand and know the leadership challenge very well. Well, they spent 25 years studying the characteristics of admired leaders. They surveyed over 75,000 people from six different continents. And the quality that consistently ranked in the top five was honesty. And honesty, as you know, is the core of good character. Honesty, you can even put integrity there. Uh, honesty, character, integrity. From the first survey to the last, people express character as being the top quality they want in their leaders to follow. Character and honesty. In the law of the ladder, there are five rungs in the character ladder. Five rungs, let's call them de declarations. Let me give you these five declarations. Number one, I will focus on being better on the inside than on the outside. Character matters. There's no such thing as fake it till you make it. You've heard that a lot, fake it till you make it. That's a fraud. Somebody that's faking it till they make it, that's a fraud. Because at some point in time, you will be busted. Because you're faking it, you're not, that's not really who you are. You will be busted. Rung number two, I will follow the golden rule. I will follow the golden rule. People matter, people matter. Here's a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself, what would you want people to do for you? Then flip the script and do it for them. You see what that does, it prompts us to focus on other people. Our relationships will become pluses rather than minuses. We will add value to people's lives versus taking away from their lives. The golden rule helps us remain a plus in people's lives. Rung number three, I will teach only what I believe. I will teach only what I believe. Passion matters, passion matters. I'm a leader, it's gonna be rough, it's hard. I think we can make it, come follow me. Now that's not very convincing, huh, as a leader? No one wants to follow that guy. As, Maxwell's, as a Maxwell speaker, I'm asked to speak on many different subjects. Audiences want to be inspired. They want to believe they can achieve what they set their minds to. If I don't believe what I'm teaching, they will know it. And more importantly, I will lose credibility. You know what they call a speaker who doesn't believe what they teach? A hypocrite. A hypocrite. Borrowed beliefs have no passion, therefore have no power. So if you're teaching something that you don't believe, there's no passion and there's no power. You're standing hypocritically. I'm passionate about leadership. So when I get going, Johnny Mac, watch out. You have to put the timer on me, stop me, time out, stop. Number four, rung, rung number four on this ladder. I will value humility above all virtues. I will value humility above all virtues. Perspective matters. We don't intend to make mistakes and fall short, but we do. We're just all one step away from doing something foolish. One step away from doing something foolish. Pastor and author Andy Stanley says this, I've concluded that while nobody plans to mess up their life, the problem is that too few of us plan not to. That is, 
We don't put safeguards in place to ensure a happy ending. Let's look at five quick, quick points as we talk about humility that will help us in this, in this rung on this ladder. Remember the big picture. AFK once said, oh God, the sea is so great and my boat is so small. Here it is, the most powerful man in the world expressing humility and the possibility of being overwhelmed. My boat is so small and the sea is so big. Remember the big picture. Number two, recognize that everyone has a weakness. We all have, we all have too many weaknesses not to extend grace to others. Too many weaknesses not to extend grace to others. We all have sinned, this is what the word says, we all have sinned, Pastor Sederic, and fall short. Is that what the word says? Amen. Extend grace. Number three, be teachable. I have three grandchildren and are learning, and they are learning something new every day. That teachable spirit is amazing to watch in action. It's amazing. Number four, be willing to serve others. Now, this is important. Service right-sizes our egos and our perspective. Service right-sizes our ego and our perspective. My mentor and good friend and fraternity brother, Dr. Wright Lassiter, taught me this early on in my career. Because making a change from law enforcement to human resources to the corporate world was a, was a tough change. He said, service is the price, is the rent that we pay for the space that we occupy on this earth. Service is the rent that we pay for the space that we occupy on this earth. Now that's powerful, that's powerful. Number four, be grateful. There's another Chinese proverb that says, those who drink the water must remember those who dug the well. Everything we do, every accomplishment that we have, every milestone we pass is in large part because of the work of others. Every accomplishment, everything we do, every milestone is in large part because somebody else did it for us. And our responsibility and job as we grow and develop is to do those same things, dig wells for others, for those coming behind us. Rung number five on this ladder, it says this, I will strive with this declaration, I will strive to finish well. Faithfulness matters, faithfulness matters. Dr. Tony Evans says it this way, and I love it. If you want a better world composed of better nations, inhabited by better states, filled with better countries, made up of better cities, comprised of better neighborhoods, illuminated by better churches, populated by better families, then you'll have to start by becoming a better person. It's not where you start, it's where you finish. And I'll just throw this in there. Uh, we can ask the Tennessee Titans when they played the Kansas City Chiefs, they were up what, 24 to, to, to nothing? And Kansas City scored 41 straight points. It's not how you start first quarter, it's how you finish fourth quarter. In conclusion of this law, the stronger your character, the greater your potential for growth. Ask yourself, what am I doing today to develop the habit of character? What am I doing today to develop the habit of character? Amen? That's, that's habit number one. Let's talk about the law of the rubber band. I have, a, I have a rubber band here that I, I can stretch. With rubber bands, when you stretch a rubber band, it never goes back to its original shape. 
it's been stretched. And it's the same thing with our character and our personalities and our development. Once we stretch, we can't go back to that, that, that same state. The law of rubber band, growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. Where you are, so you're here, and where you could be up here. I was a fairly good athlete growing up. Um, I played football, basketball, ran track. Um, was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play football with the Mean Green at North Texas. Loved it. I could jump right in, get going with very little to no warm up. Now, Johnny Mac, that I'm 59, not so much. If I don't stretch, something will stretch. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> Life is a series of stretches. Maxwell calls his professional stretches, calls his professional stretches, and I agree, professional stretches. He says, God's gift to us is potential. Our gift to God is developing that potential. The question is, how do we develop your potential? How do we develop your potential? How do you develop your potential? One big way is to get out of our comfort zones by continually stretching, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It has been said that life begins at the end of our comfort zones. We get there by stretching. We go there by stretching, just as this rubber band stretch. We go there. Let me give you a, a personal stretching story. I was climbing the corporate ladder. Once I, when I came out of law enforcement, we moved to Dallas from Detroit, where I was a special agent um, with the FBI. You guys don't tell anybody that. But we moved from, from, from Detroit to Dallas, looking to start a new career. Um, they shot at me in Detroit and I ran. The guns were bigger than mine. So I said, well, you know, I don't know that this is gonna work very long. So we come to Dallas and I joined a team at UT Southwestern, began to climb the corporate ladder in human resources. And as I worked my way and climbed my way through that ladder, um, my mentor told me, I've been, been promoted several times. She told me, she says, you need to complete one more assignment before you are qualified and eligible for the top role in human resources. And of course, being that um, competitive person and the climbing that ladder, um, I wanted to, to do that. And so she said, what you need is to be the director of our compensation uh, department. I'd been the head of employee relations and I'd been the head of training and development and uh, staffing and all of those other components of human resources but I had not done compensation because I was not, that was not one of my strengths and I stayed away from it. I was in my comfort zone away from compensation. I really, to tell you the truth, didn't even like going into meetings with compensation folks because they start talking numbers and things and I wasn't interested in numbers. Tell me about the people, tell me how the culture is doing, tell me how things are working. Well, you know, they want to talk two plus two is four and when you get here, you get here. No, I don't want to hear that. So that was one I stayed away from. I kind of got forced into the role. She's like, you either grow up or grow out. I say, huh? Grow up or grow out. You've gotten too big for the role that you're in. So um, let's look at that job. I, I, I was promoted into that compensation role. And I'll tell you, it's the best career move that was ever made for me. The best career move I ever made. The reason being, it broke the door wide open for me. If you have compensation experience as a human resource professional, you're valuable. You're like gold. 
And so that broke open my career. After UT Southwestern, I ultimately became the head of the top human resource executive for UT Southwestern Medical Center, which is an absolute wonderful place. I love it. It's one of the top medical schools in the world, which, which prepared me for my next role. My next role was um, with PepsiCo. I joined PepsiCo as a human resource executive at their corporate headquarters in Plano. And someone asked me, you know, um, that was a stretch assignment. That was a stretch assignment. Just like the rubber band, talking about stretch. In PepsiCo, their strategy was to grow and develop their professionals and then move them out. For an HR professional, PepsiCo had the best human resource function in the business, in corporate America. You look at the head of human resources for Home Depot and many of the large, large organizations, they come through the Pepsi family. And so I said, you know, I like Pepsi. Pepsi's good to me. I like Frito-Lay, I like chips. I joined that team and it was a great assignment for me. Their strategy was uh, develop, grow and deploy. Develop, grow and deploy. And as we would go through our human resource meetings, our annual planning meetings, our, our people meetings, our performance standards meetings, we, we had people in three categories. One, ready now, two, ready in 12 months, and three, ready in 16 months. And so we would have an assignment. We'd have a big board, everybody's name on it, um, the, the, the companies or the states or the cities or the factories or the plants, and we would have their name and who was ready. And we just kind of move people around based on their readiness. Ready now, ready 12 months, ready 16 months. And some individuals were very good stars. Uh, I'd say like a, a Patrick Mahomes that was early in their career. They had a, need a little development. We would put them in stretch assignments. So they weren't ready till 12 months, but we put them in a ready now job and grow them. They had the potential. That's what growth is, getting out, getting out of the comfort zones. You set people up to win. You set yourself up to win. So the process works when the culture and the expectations are set. Here's what we do, here's how we do it. And this is what we do for you. Few people, here let's talk about the benefits of stretching, benefits of stretching real quick. Few people wanna stretch. Wall, there's a Wall Street Journal cartoon on an HR manager's desk that was a friend of mine. And it said, I know I'm overqualified, but I promise to use only half my ability. I know I'm qualified, but I promise to use only half my ability. The funny truth about that cartoon is, too many people are willing to settle for average in life. Too many people are willing to set, settle for average. This, uh, I'm gonna read you a, a, a poem out of the book, um, Average is written by a gentleman named um, Edmund Gaudet. He says this about being average. He says, average is what, fair, is, is what failures claim to, to be when their families and friends ask them why they are not more successful. Average is the top of the bottom, the best of the worst, the bottom of the top, the worst of the best. Which of these are you? Average means being run of the mill, mediocre, insignificant, and also ran or non-entity. Being average is, is the lazy person's cop out. It's lacking the guts, to take a stand in life. It's living by default. Being average is to take up space for no purpose. To take the trip through life, but never pay the fare. To return no interest for God's investment in you. 
Being average is to pass one's life away with time rather than pass one's time away with life. It's to kill time rather than to work it to death. To be average is to be forgotten once you pass from this life. Ooh. The successful are remembered for their contributions. The failures are remembered because they tried, but the average, the silent majority is just forgotten. The challenge is don't be average, strive and stretch to be more. E.K. Bailey used to always say, my, my, my pastor used to always say, you can't help a person that won't read. Statistics say that 42% of college graduates never read a book after graduation. That is utterly amazing to me. 42% will never read a book after graduation. And I was one of those, when I graduated, I closed it up, got my robe, I was done. Said, I'm not going back to school ever. That was a, a, a declaration that um, was not a good declaration and I, I quickly corrected that. But, but it's a shame, 42% don't do anything. Settling on the status quo, settling on the status quo leads to dissatisfaction. Most people settled into their comfort zone and chose comfort over potential, chose comfort over potential. It's easy. You find many people get stuck in a rut. They get stuck in a rut because they're in their comfort zone and they don't want to move. They don't want to grow. They don't want to stretch. Stretching always starts from the inside out. Stretching always starts from the inside out. Dreams, but not only dream, but not only dream, act upon those dreams. Now, let me tell you this. Don't outsource your dreams and let someone else dream for you. Don't outsource your dreams and let someone else dream for you because that dream for you will be part of their dream, not your dream. Their vision, if you're included in their vision, that vision benefits them, it does not benefit you. Dream your own dreams, stretch for yourself, take action and put a plan in place with your own vision. Stretching always requires a change. Stretching always requires a change. It's been said in church many times that the only one that likes change is a wet baby. The only one that likes change is a wet baby. Change is hard. That's why most people shy away from it. They want to do things the same way over and over and over. However true that statement is about the wet baby, in order to grow, we have to take risks. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to do things differently. We have to do something today that we didn't do yesterday. Stretching sets us apart from others. Stretching sets us apart from others. I'm coming to my close. Why do you get all, um, somebody asked me, is one of my, one of my uh, good friends, Johnny Mack, he was a fraternity brother of yours. He said, why do you get all the good jobs? You worked at UT Southwestern, you worked at Frito-Lay, you worked here, you worked there. How do you get all the good jobs? And, and, and really the answer is, and I didn't know this at the time, but it was stretching, my friend, it was stretching. What I told him was, I bet on myself. I bet on myself. I took a chance on myself. Over-delivering is the key to getting past the underachievers. Overachieving is the key to getting past the underachievers. Stretching can become a lifestyle. When we stop stretching, we stop really living. Rabbi Nachman says it this way. If you won't be better tomorrow, 
than today, if you won't be better tomorrow than today, what do you need tomorrow for? If you won't be better tomorrow than you, than you will today, what do you need tomorrow for? The last one, stretching gives us a shot at significance. Stretching gives us a shot at significance. So few people want to stretch. That lane is wide open. You're on the highway driving in the right lane, it's crowded. Move to the left lane where it's not crowded, where people are not stretching. Go right past those average folks onto success. Stretch to the end. That my brothers are the laws of the ladder and the law of the rubber band. Thank you my brothers and have a blessed day. Amen, amen. Darrell, that was amazing, man, I love it. There's a couple of key points that I pulled out that I just absolutely loved about the uh, being average. You know, returning no investment for the investments, returning no interest for the investments paid into you. Um, they really kind of spoke out. You know, sometimes we meet people along the way and we, you know, as we're going, that people are desperate for a change in their lives. They're looking to do it, you know, but we got to realize for a, for a drastic change in our lives, we got to change drastically. We can't keep doing the things that we were doing in the past, especially when God has called us to so many different uh, platforms and different things. And that stretching component is, is it, you know, that we got to get out of some of these comfort zones. This, this, um, this um, prayer line was a stretch for me, be real talk. I'm an introvert, you know, and uh, a lot of people won't know this, but, you know, I don't really like people. You know, <laughs> you know, real talk, you know, I like to be by myself and closed off, but this, um, this, this put me out in spaces that I was uncomfortable in and, but it has promoted because I know that what I was learning was valuable and I wanted to share it. And I knew I just couldn't remain the same, but you know, it, 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 all of that gentlemen, we're saying the same things. That's why we're here have a brotherhood of other brothers pouring into other brothers like Daryl did for us today. So much valuable information for the programming that we have on this line, not only this month in leadership, but next month with relationships. It is so dope. I don't even know what to say. So even with that being in mind, I won't hold y'all up any longer. Let me give this quick prayer as we continue to do this and just remind y'all, Get online Tuesdays and Thursdays. Come over here and stretch with us, like Daryl said, you know, making sure that we are positioning ourselves. And at the end of the day, I'm still going to quote it. We got to return the investment, turn with interest back what God has invested in our leaders and our brothers have poured into us. I don't want to be the best of the worst. That's, man, that was, that was a great one. So um, let's just go before God. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in this very moment, Father, maximizing the potential that you've given us. We want to give everything that we can back. We are tired of just being the average. We want to make sure that we are the sharpest tool in your tool belt. So, Father, use us. When you need somebody to do something, Father, when you look down, sitting high and looking low, that you have some people, some brothers ready to be utilized. And, Father, hopefully we fit that bill because we've prepared ourselves. We stretch, Father, and we are willing and ready to go forward. So, Father, use us. Um, we, just, we just love everything that you're doing in our lives, Father, and we thank you for the opportunity to impact this planet in your kingdom agenda. We love you. We honor you. And now we live for you. In your son, Jesus Christ, we ask all these things. Amen. Y'all go have an amazing day. We see y'all back over here on Thursday. Dope, Dr. Thornton. I appreciate you, brother. Y'all have a great day. Peace.